You're listening to Run, R-U-N, Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad you decided to join me today as we talk about everything about revival, the the history of revival, the things God wants to do, revive us, renew us, refresh us, uh, stories that uh, from the past that I've experienced to myself, not just past revivals 150 years ago, but myself I've experienced in church with people looking, not just in my prayer closet, but I mean in church with thousands of people there, God came down. And I, I want to share those with you. But today we're going to talk about strange fire. Yeah. Unauthorized fire. Because if we want to have a true move of God, we got to get on God. You know, uh, this gospel, Mark wrote the gospel, verse, very first line, the gospel about Jesus Christ. And it doesn't say the gospel about you and your life and your hurts. Now, yeah, God wants to bind up the brokenhearted. He wants to transform you and make you into a new creature. Get rid of your past. Get rid of all your hurts and all your fears. Yeah, that's all true. But it's got to be about him first and let Jesus be Jesus. Make our lives circle. He's in the center. We circle our wagons around him. And then the benefits our forgiveness of sins and healing our diseases and uh, loosening us from things that are uh, hurting us from our past that we can't seem to do on our own. So today we're going to talk about strange fire, the strange fire that's in the church. But we'll back up to Leviticus chapter 10, where we've got the sons of Aaron. And I got it right here, Nadab and Abihu. And they they were priests. They were Aaron's sons. They were authorized to to work in the temple. And, and so they were put to put fire, you know, there before the Lord and carry it, you know, uh, in their censers. They were supposed to put fire and take it there. And the idea was that that uh, God lit a, God lit the fire. Okay, fire came down and God lit the fire on the altar. Then the priests, including Nadab and Abihu, were supposed to make sure that fire never went out. And so they'd put the fire in their censers and keep it going and light everything they're supposed to light. And then all of a sudden, as we read about it, though, they did that. It says, and they offered, un- this is New International Version, which I don't know if it's the best for this, but we'll, we'll get around it. They offered unauthorized fire. Now, the reason I kind of like that term is because here's two guys who are authorized. They were authorized to, to, for the fire on the altar, and yet, so they got fire, and it says it was unauthorized fire. So what happened? You know, you go, what, what went wrong? And then it wasn't a, it wasn't a good thing because then fire came out of heaven and consumed them and the altar and all that stuff. So it was not a good moment. But it says they, they did it contrary to the command. So obviously something went wrong. They were doing something wrong. They didn't know. It, well, maybe they did know they were doing wrong. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I, I guess they would have had to know, wouldn't they? Yeah. So they, 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 uh, but the reason I said that is because sometimes we as people, unless we have this discussion, unless we listen to other people and listen to those who've walked and walked in the glory of God and, and uh, hosted you know, moves of God, we might not realize what we're doing wrong that doesn't feel wrong 
but it's wrong to God. And we want to make it right with God. So apparently, they didn't do it God's way, even though they were doing it with the fire. It's just like, what happened here? So uh, we want to understand. So they didn't do it God's way. And you know when they did it, I'm sure they looked very religious. And maybe other people looking on wouldn't even know it wasn't by God's way. But it wasn't. And it's what I call self-willed religion. All right? It's still religion. It's still doing the stuff. But it's self Willed. In other words, it, it's kind of like this. People say, well, I love God, but I love God my way. The way I love God is the way I love God. I love God, but I'm going to love God my way. Well, that's what the, I guess that's what they were doing. They were loving God or doing what God wanted them to do, but they did it their own way. They did it their own way, and it did not turn out good. So I wonder what went wrong in, in that self-willed religion. What they do wrong? And uh, we want to Get, you know, today, people, they get so much into, you, you, can't, you can't move on from where you want to go with God because you hear phrases in churches like, well, I wasn't raised that way. Okay, so, <clears throat> so, so now you're ruling? Now we do things your way, the way you were raised? Or do we, how about we go, uh, <laughs> this would be a good one. How about we do it the way Jesus was raised? <laughs> He's the son of God. How about, we'll do it the way he was raised instead of the way you were raised. What, what, what would that do to us? And, and uh, you know, but we, we just let so much of our traditional ways get in the way. And, and, uh, and we're, we're locked up. And, and the biggest part that's probably hindering it is we don't plan on changing. It's okay if you got problems. God can handle problems. It's okay you say, well, I got some secret sins. Okay, I'm not approving it, but God knows how to handle it. It's the people that don't care or the people that don't have any desire to change sitting in churches controlling religion the way they were raised or what they're comfortable with. And the problem comes about... It doesn't matter what God commanded. It doesn't matter what the Bible says. This says they did it not according to the way God commanded. Well, I guess they didn't care. I mean, they knew. They had to know. I mean, they're Aaron's son. I'd say Aaron probably a pretty good teacher. But they didn't care. Well, we have people today sitting in churches. They don't care. And you can open the Bible and read scriptures about how Jesus was raised, how he prayed, uh, you know, when, when Jesus prayed and said he broke bread, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and prayed. Uh, try that in your church when, uh, <laughs> try that in your church, just be an experiment. All right. Be an oddball experiment, you know? And the next time the preacher says, or the pastor says, or the minister says, let us pray. Don't look down. Don't close your eyes. It'll drive them crazy. Do what Jesus did. Lift up your eyes to heaven. Maybe you want to lift up your hands. Because he ha he's lifting up the bread, you know, so he's lifting up his hands with the bread. Maybe you want to lift up your hands. Maybe you want to open your eyes and look up to heaven as, as the prayers go out. And people are going to think, you're, you're crazy. You're not praying. You've you got you to close your eyes. You've got to bow your head. Not th th they didn't do it that way. They didn't pray that way. But that's the way we pray today, and that's another story. I'm not going to get into today where that came from, but it's uh, that's not too good a beginning either. But anyway, uh, back to let's get back to Leviticus here, and and so they it says they 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 had fire and they put it on the altar now. But it was strange fire, some translations say, or it was unauthorized fire. Now, let me tell you the traditional thinking, which, which is fine. It's not that bad. But there's an assumption here. What happened was they went and got some fire that God didn't light. 
See, God lit the fire, and you're supposed to use his fire. And so the, the, we kind of assume tradition does at least. Well, they must have gone and got strange fire, so they got it from someplace else and lit the fires without making God the source of fire. They, you know, got it someplace else. Okay, uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, it could be it. It's, it seems a little odd. I don't know why anybody would do that. If there's a fire burning and God's got fire, why would they, well, let's rebel against God and go get some fire that he didn't start. Okay, maybe. But I think here's a clue as really, really good teaching here is, is right here as you read it. So the, these two sons took their censers, put fire in them. Okay, we don't know where it came from. Maybe strange someplace else, but maybe they got God's fire. And then it says, and added. Uh-oh. Now it's when strange fire, it's time, anytime we add anything, and added incense, and they offered it unauthorized before the Lord, contrary to the command. So see, there were special only special occasions, like, like I think of the Day of Atonement is one of them or some, one of those, that they were to use incense. It was just occasionally for special occasions. Every other time, you just used the fire from the altar, plain old fire from the altar. But look what they did. They unauthorized, they did strange fire. They added something to it. They added incense to it that was not called for. Now, you might think, well, okay, but that's not the ter most, most terrible thing that people do. Ah, but where was their mental thought on it? You see, uh, the Egyptians added incense. You know, remember they were slaves in Egypt and they learned a lot about religion from the Egyptians. They had to break all that off, didn't they? Because that's why they had the golden, you know, the golden calf. They made a golden calf in the wilderness. Where did they learn about that? From the Egyptians. And so the Egyptians, when they did religion to all their gods, they, they offered incense. They all ever, always offered incense to their gods. And they did it. Listen to this. They added the incense to find favor with the gods. So. How did this become unauthorized? Well, we've got to take a swing at it somehow here. And so I'm thinking, well, they got the fire. That part was okay. But they added something. They added incense that they learned or were taught from somebody else that you add incense to increase favor with God or maybe even those gods. We don't know what they were thinking. But they weren't supposed to add incense, and so it became strange because they added something that didn't belong there. Good, just plain old God's fire was enough. And, and so I think that's what religion does today. You know, we just, we're so busy adding a little something more so God will hear us, or the people will hear us, or they'll pay attention. And, and it's almost like today, I, I, you can go online and listen to so many sermons, and uh, they kind of all, a lot of them become alike. Uh, but, you know, it's like the Bible's good. The Bible's good. We'll, we'll mention the Bible a teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny bit. But the Bible's not enough. We got to add some therapy to it. And I find out most sermons, you know, they're not really bad and they're not evil. But it's, it, there's a lot of therapy, uh, spiritual therapy or just worldly therapy, like we're in a group therapy session trying to find out who we are, why we do what we do, and and worst of, worst of all is the message, now when I'm done, I, here's my message today, folks. Believe God loves you and just keep going. Just keep it going, you know. And like I'm thinking, what? What? I mean, some people that might be the case, but in most cases, we don't need to keep going. We need to change. This is the God that transforms. 
humanity. It transforms the universe. We're going to have a new heaven and a new earth. Why can't we have a new you now? Yeah, new creation. And so, okay, it's, it's, they're not being evil or anything, but, but we're adding incense to the fire of God that changes us, and we don't need to. And so I, I wrote this in my book, uh, My Absurd Religion, I'm pretty sure, that to me, we got a lot of Sigmund Freud, and if you ever studied, you know, psychology, so all this, you know who Sigmund Freud is, and attributed everything back to our childhood and our parents. Well, okay, okay. But, you know, it's, self, uh, it, it's, it's a self-analysis kind of thing, like why do I do what I do? What's wrong with me? And, and so it's more, let me tell you something. It's, I think it's becoming maybe more Sigmund Freud than it is Jesus Christ. Now, it might have both in there, the sermon or the teachings or the whatever, the book. It might have both in there, but that's what they did. They put both in there. God's fire wasn't enough, so they added incense. Well, God's word isn't enough. We can't just do that. We got to talk about everybody's hurts and, and failures, and, and we got to make it a, a, a group therapy session. And we're going to make you feel better about yourself, which isn't sometimes scriptural. Sometimes you need to repent about yourself, not feel better. And we're going to keep you going so you don't give up. Well, you know, there could be an answer to that. That's be transformed. <laughs> be transformed. By the renewing of your mind, by the power of God, by the Spirit of God, by the baptism in the Holy Spirit, all the things that God has provided. So anyway, um, along the way, I saw, I, I checked, I was doing some research, and I saw this video pop up online, and it said, Strange Fire. So I thought, well, okay, I'm, I, I, I know what, where it comes from, from Leviticus 10. So I thought, there's a video on Leviticus 10 and this strange fire. But the problem is the, the video came up, strange fire, and immediately the people were speaking in tongues, and then bang, the, 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 it comes up, bang, that's strange fire, big old banner, strange fire. And then they're praying for people, you know, laying hands people, and some of them, keep in mind, it says some of them are falling down, bang, strange fire. Well, you know, I guess that was strange to whoever made that video, but those things are not strange to God. What we're trying to do is not, not worry about what's strange to you, but we want to get a hold if it's strange to you, but what is not strange to God? And so a lot of those things are not strange to God. I mean, uh, Paul said, I want you to speak in tongues more than I speak in tongues. He said, well, um, we, we, we learned from Paul about justification and forgiveness of sins. How come we can't learn from him and speaking in tongues too? All right. Well, anyway, so today we got a lot of strange, strange fire and, uh, and we're adding to it and it, it, it's a uh, gotta be some fire. This, whatever these boys did was strange to God. That's why he called it strange or unauthorized. And we got a lot of unauthorized teaching going on. It's a strange fire going on. And so, so uh, we want to get a hold of, you know, what, what God's preference is, what God wants, what's not strange to God. I was reading here, and we'll finish up here. I was reading here in Leviticus 9, the very end, right before he hit Leviticus 10, where it talks about these boys, uh, Nadab and Abihu. And, and, and uh, they were in the temple. And when they came, they blessed the people, and the glory of the Lord appeared. Now, this is just a few verses ahead. Appeared to all the people. Now, listen to this. Here's that strange fire video just right here in the Bible that they called strange. And when all the people saw it, they shouted for joy and fell face down. Boom. Strange fire. 
<laughs> well, it wasn't strange to God, and it wasn't strange to them, and the glory was something they were, they were hanging on to. But today, you know, you hear about that, somebody fall down before the Lord. You know, Daniel fell down in the Bible. Daniel fell down as though dead. Well, that might be strange to you. Bang. Strange fire, but it's not strange to God. So, you know, you can't have a personal revival and build it about stuff about your old-time religion and what you grew up with and what you're comfortable with. We want to move a God that centers around what God likes and not necessarily what we like. It's not our personal preference church service anymore. It's a God preference. And, and if we'll put the God preference, go through the Bible and write down things, find things God likes. Like he said, the Bible says, lift up holy hands in the sanctuary. And I think it says without arguing, if I remember right. Well, write that down. God likes lifting hands. They shout it. God likes that too. What does God like? And you put those things into motion from your heart, not legalistically, but from your heart, just because you want to express how much God means to you God's way. Well, I think you'll have a revival. If, if nobody else does, you'll start having one, whether it be personal or church. And God will, God will start meeting you in a greater and more powerful way. Well, we're still praying. I hope you're praying with us and glad you're with us that God would rend the heavens, tear open the heavens, God, and come down and bring revival to the world, to America, to our churches, and to you in Jesus' name. Till next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.